Praise the Lord. Praise the living God. It's indeed a beautiful morning. Is it morning? Afternoon? Afternoon. <laughs> yeah, we are used to going to service in the morning, so sometimes. <laughs> uh, Father, we want to thank you for your, the time that you're going to have with us this afternoon. We thank you for every soul that has come expecting God. It is not from me, it is from you, O oh God, that all of us want to receive. We pray, King of glory, that manifest your presence in this place. Holy Spirit, begin to speak to somebody somewhere in this hall. Let them experience your divine favor upon their lives this hour. We thank you and we glorify thee. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen. Amen. For a while I saw you remain standing. I thought I should invite the choir. Today there seems to be a spirit of praise in this hall. Praise the Lord. Uh, I don't know what choir is preparing, but rumor is going around the town that there will be no chairs in this hall. People will be dancing and celebrating. Praise the Lord. I've told you on this stage, when you see me dance, don't look at me strangely. That's just the normal me when I'm at home. In fact, yeah, sometimes I, I, I find myself dancing and then I, I see everybody standing, so I, I organize myself again. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's lovely to, to sing and shout to the Lord. So we are looking forward to Monday and uh, as we prepare ourselves this, this, this weekend should form the basis of our preparations. You should desire that God may come mightily in your life in this coming week. It does appear to be a wonderful week. When men rise, then it means there's something serious happening in the community. And since next Friday men are going to rise in this place, you can be sure something is going to happen. I want this morning to share with all of us on the subject of walking in obedience to God. Walking in obedience to God. I would like us to turn our Bibles to the book of Second Kings. Chapter 5. Now we are going to Look at maybe three or four characters in the Bible and respect to their life and obedience uh, and see the results that obedience to God brought to their lives. I'm not suggesting that people are not obeying God, but we can rediscover a different level of obedience to God that can turn our lives round. And that is what I just pray this morning, that the Spirit of God may speak to us, to come to that point where we begin to appreciate what it truly means to be obedient and to walk in obedience to God. The Bible says, Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable, because by him 
the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. Now, this word, but, you know, it's like you've said good things and then you just pour water on whatever you've said. So, sometimes when you see it come at such a time, there's so much praise in regard to this man saying wonderful things and how, how honorable he was. Then suddenly the Bible comes in and says, but, I really don't know in our lives. You know, sometimes we look at Naaman, he has no, he comes from a community that did not really fear God. But there are lessons from this man. Lessons of obedience. And we just want to see what God is going to speak to us concerning them. I know there is somebody in our midst. There's so much that you have devoted to the things of God. You've rendered service with all your might, with all your strength. But, praise the Lord. But, you have been a prayer warrior. You've been in the upper house, you've prayed for people, you've interceded. And you are even planning to intercede. But, sometimes when I shout, it's just to wake up somebody. But, there's that but arising. That's a question mark that we want to address this morning. Because, as we look at Naaman, we can look at him, and it's a story that we have always looked at, and... I'm sure some of you know what may be said before it is said. But, listen, praise the Lord. The but is what we want just to meditate upon this morning and see what exactly is it that is restraining us from tapping into the presence of God. Because this man had everything working for his life. He will look back into his life and see everything is okay. But then when he looks at himself, but. All the people who are working for him, they knew this is a great man. And you can see the terms that the Bible has used. A man of valor, mighty man. He had done mighty things for the Syrians. However, everybody, even in the house, they knew there was a bat in, this, in the life of this man. And this is the thing that bothered this great man. Not that he was not respected, he was respected. The king respected him. His subordinates respected him. The people he stayed with in his homestead respected him. However, at every time, every moment they would look at Naaman, they would see the bat arising. And they would wonder, if only this bat had been corrected, what kind of man would this be? Maybe he would be the king of this, this place. However, this small, small stain has held him. It doesn't allow him to fulfill his purpose in life. Praise the Lord. So the Bible continues to say, And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel. A little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said unto her mistress, Would God, my Lord, my Lord, war with the prophet that is in... Sorry. And she said unto her mistress, 
Would God, my Lord, war with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. Praise the Lord. This was the desire in the heart of these people. That if only God, if only this man would have an encounter with the man of God in Israel, this problem would be solved. And that was the cry of this young lady who was in that home. I know it's very difficult. Sometimes the people will stay with in the home, even if they notice a problem in the house, they keep themselves quiet because they don't want any trouble. I handled young children in the school, and some of them actually have been assigned a driver. Five children from one home, each one with a driver, each one with a car. And so there is this gadget we have, the mobile phone. We keep fighting with it in school, not because we hate it, but because of the problems that it causes. Because each one of them calls the driver, and the, the driver comes because he knows this is actually my employer. If he complains, then my job I've lost. So they come and you ask, what have you come for? They say, I've come to pick the child. But you know, it's, it's, class, it's school hour. But what can I do? They have called me. What can I do? And sometimes people are so careful to speak when they are in such circumstances. But the prayer of this, of this young lady was that the master may have a fulfilled life. And so I could compare her to the Holy Ghost. She's gentle. She doesn't just want to break into the hole and say, you know what you are missing? It's healing for your, your skin. No. She's just using a quiet way of telling this, passing the information. And those are the things that God usually whispers to us. The but in your life. The Holy Spirit will always keep pointing at your life every time. This is the thing I want you to correct. This is the issue that I want you to settle in your life. Because I have got something good for you. Praise the Lord. But the problem is that there, is, there are some things that we face in life, like Naaman faced. And uh, these are the things that really work on us. And some of these things are the ones that we are going to look at. Naaman's challenges. One of them was the issue of status. Status. Naaman could talk to every other person, senior in Syria, and because they had already overrun Israel, the only person he recognized in Israel was the king. Nobody else. This issue of a man of God was a bit disturbing to Naaman. Because of his status, he felt. But he went to the king and said, okay, I want to my healing and a young lady has told me this. The king knew who Naaman was. So he addressed the letter to the king, not to the man of God. Praise the Lord. Now this is the beginning of the journey for success or victory in Naaman's life. Because he begins to walk, but he's still battling the issue of whom am I really going to be talking to? Because he knew very well the king is not a man of God. He's not the man that he should be talking to. But as he was going, he had all his group and he felt he was going to be received in a big way. Praise the Lord. So the man goes and then he meets the king. 
He didn't need to be introduced because he was known. And maybe the king of Israel was saying, if only this leprosy was something like a lightning to strike this man. He's the one who has wrecked havoc. But he could not speak in the presence of Naaman because he knew who Naaman was. Naaman went to the king and the king was disturbed. We know that. But the king directed him to the man of God. Naaman had that problem of status. He did not want to talk to any other people. He had his own way of addressing people. So when he came to the man of God, he didn't expect the kind of reaction the man of God did. Man. Elijah knew, his posi- Elijah knew his position, so he sent a servant. Then Naaman was wondering in his heart, Me, Naaman, the mighty man of valor, how dare you send a servant to address me? I thought you were the real man I want to talk to. But that was how God was going to deal with this man. He had to break the pride in him in order that Naaman may receive his healing. He had to bring down the pride in this man in order that Naaman may experience God in his life. So he is told, and the man comes with a very simple message, go and dip yourself seven times in river Jordan. That was like like an explosive message to Naaman. What? All the good rivers we have in Syria. This man, he has just sent a mere servant. And he is actually asking me, do they want to laugh at me or what? Do they want to mock mock me? This is the problem we face in uh, the body of Christ. We elevate ourselves so much. Until when God speaks to us and tells us something, He gives us a simple message, I want you to correct this. I want you to do this. No. I deserve a better thing. I deserve to be addressed in a better way. Praise the Lord. Now, I know we have got many titles in the Christian dome. For example, the right, central, left, reverend, archbishop, And maybe Naaman expected somebody of those titles to come. The right reverend central archbishop. He never came. And that's what we do. Unless something is spoken by so and so. This one may not be coming from God. A brother in the home cell comes to tell you. Brother, there's this thing that I think God is leading us to do. We are still restraining ourselves. Lack of obedience to the voice of God. Why? Because of the pride in us. Lack of obedience to God's direction. Why? Because we are so much obsessed with status in our lives. That we fail to listen to that still smooth voice speaking to us. Kenneth, this is what I want you to do. This is the manner in which I want you to conduct yourself. This is the direction I want you to take in your faith from this point. And so this man goes, but I want, I want us to move a little bit faster. The man goes and dips himself seven times in River Jordan. Now, along with this Naaman, there was a lot of wealth. Silver, gold, everything. He had come. Because Naaman knew one language. 
When you want something, flus. You don't just go. In my country we say, an empty hand, you cannot lick an empty hand. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, Naaman was a very established student in this. He always packed something. And Naaman was an, a very serious man. He knew, once you come, he says, I want this. Quote your price. Get this. I'm off. I don't want any other business. And so he came loaded. So he was grumbling and going and going. And again, the servants came and pursued and said, Ah, my Lord, if the man of God had told you to do something great, would you have failed to do it? They persuaded him. And then the man went reluctantly into the river. Boom. Came out. Boom. Came out. The Bible says, at the seventh time when he rose up, how was the skin? Like of a small baby, tender. I was, I was standing there with some young baby there. Sometimes you are afraid to touch because my hands are too hard. Maybe if I touch the baby, you will start crying and say, Hey, these are rough. These <laughs> the man found himself, his skin was smooth. Now, this man knew only one language. I pay you, you give me. I pay you, you give me. But now see the transformation that takes place. He is now going back to this man of God. Very much willingly to give. He says, what do you want me to give you? Now, I had said, we may be offering so much service to God. But deep within us, it is a transaction it is a transaction relationship that we have developed. I am doing this so that God will do this for me. And sometimes even we pray, God, I am going to be in the ushers group on Friday. On condition that after the service, I see a miracle. If I don't see it, excellent men will never see me again. That's the last Brethren, the time of giving God conditions is over. There are people who are willing to do anything for God without giving conditions. How will you stand before God, you, with your conditions? And the other one, willing to do whatever he wants to do without conditions. To whom will favor be given? But thank God, because of obedience, to dip himself seven times into the river, that wall was broken. That man in him, the old man of pride was broken. The man came willingly. He was ready to give anything. Because God had ministered to him. God wanted just a wall to be broken in the life of Naaman. And that was of pride. The man who had status had to be humbled by way of dipping himself into the river. Praise the Lord. Is it too much whatever God is asking you to do? Is it too much for you to do? If God tells you, my son, I want you to wait on me two days and I will do something great in your life. Is it too much? Sometimes we look at them and we, I want to bring you here. First, let's start from Acts. There was a man who saw the power of God in the disciples, apostles. And he said, I have money, I can buy it. 
If some of you, God, were to tell you, your salary this month, give, and whatever you have been praying for, I'll give you, you will give. Such was the desperation in the heart of Naaman. But God was not interested in sacrifice. He was interested in obedience. Praise the Lord. If it was money, Naaman would have given. If it is service, I know you can give. If it is prayer, I know you can pray. If it is preaching, I know you can preach. Whatever God, whatever goes on in this house, you can do it. But God wants an obedient man in you first. Then he will begin to unravel his secrets in your life. That's the relationship that God wants between you and him. A man who is obedient, God-fearing. Praise the Lord. That is the relationship that we need to cultivate with God. And out of concern, the Holy Spirit will continue prompting you, whether from this pulpit, or whether a testimony, from a testimony somebody is giving, or whether from a handshake, the Holy Spirit will continue prompting you, unless this thing is addressed, there is something you are holding back in your life. Praise the Lord. I know somebody somewhere may be in tune with this message. I have been there. You try to do one and two things because you believe this is the way you can draw God's presence into your life and it doesn't work. You leave your prayer quarters and you feel you are as empty as you walked into that place. Why? Because there is one specific thing in your life. God has been shining light on it every time. Telling you, my son, I want you to take a turn from this point. It's no longer a healthy place for you to be. But we restrain ourselves. How will men look at me? Now they know that I've always been in the church. How will they feel about me? But God is saying, take that bold step. Praise the Lord. In Naaman's case, there were very many people, voices coming and speaking to him. For your case, you've got multiple voices speaking to you. And God is still resonating in your life the same message. Will you take a step of faith? Take a step of faith. Don't wait for a specific person. But as the Spirit of God ministers to you, set an appointed moment that you want to begin to address your life in the line of obedience. And God will begin to deal with your life. Praise the Lord. Points to reflect over. If you don't understand something from God, don't challenge it. Don't challenge. Naaman was trying to challenge. Because he could not understand. Water is water. Abana has got water. Why Jordan? But that was God's directive. God knew why he wanted it to be Jordan. Praise the Lord. God knows why he's telling you to do what he's asking you to do. I don't know what it is. But deep within your voice, deep within your heart, the Spirit of God may be prompting you. This is what I've been telling you all this time. Can you take a step of faith and act? Praise the Lord. And blessings will come your way. Sometimes let us allow ourselves to be foolish in order that we may be blessed of God. Praise the Lord. What may look to be foolish in the eyes of men may be the door into God's blessings. What does not make sense to the common mind, our understanding, is what God is going to use in order to free you spiritually. Praise the Lord. 
just obey. Be obedient. Obedience requires a deliberate decision to surrender to God's will. If you don't decide that I want to obey Him, it will not work. God is never deceived. I am saying this. There are people, genuine Christians, God is ministering something to them. But instead of attacking it, they go around doing many good things. Many good things. They offer service. They do a lot. But you will agree with me, the hunger for that thing to be solved remains until you address it. Praise the Lord. Now, don't look at me like I'm saying you are doing something very bad. No. It could be, <laughs> praise the Lord. It could be God is just telling you, I want you to rise from this position and start doing something else from what you have been doing. But because of comfort, you are so much used to doing what you are doing. You say, this is my portion, Lord. I will serve you in this position. Don't worry. I will do it three times. I've been doing it once, but I'll do it three times. Is that okay? Even before he answers, you do like my brother usually does behind there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And you tell God, bye-bye. We have agreed. I'm going. We should make a deliberate decision and pursue obedience. Obedience brings about a spontaneity in our relationship with God. Now, I'm referring back to the issue of Naaman. Naaman only knew how to negotiate with the money. And especially with the Israelites, there was nothing much to talk. All he knew, we are going to discuss, I want healing for my skin. And once he has done it, I give him money and I walk away. That is it. But that is not what God wants from us, you and I. God wants a relationship between you and me. That healing is a common occurrence in the kingdom of God. It's like the shy you take every morning. So, God is not so much bothered about your healing. He's just interested in a relationship. Tell me, how did Moses stay for 40 days up the hill without eating? Wasn't it because he was in the presence of God? So in his presence, you don't need to feed. He knows how he'll take care of it. Praise the Lord. If it was me, I would have said, oh God, I'm coming for 40 days, but let Mama praise, pack something there. <laughs> and make sure it doesn't go bad. You know, these days, the hill is too hot. I never know. You never know. God may delay to come. But this man had discovered a relationship with God. He knew, once I'm in the presence of God, these needs will be met. Praise the Lord. So all he had to do is to obey and walk there. Second man we know very well, we are going to learn some lessons from, is Abraham. In Genesis 12, 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will see thee, and I will make of thee a great nation. I want us to take note of that word. I don't know. 
All the Bibles, I think they use nation. One. Verse, verse two. A great nation. One. But you will see, already a great nation is a big thing for God to do for you. But God is very interesting. When obedience comes into play with your relationship with God, it turns Him. Praise the Lord. I don't, don't ask me how does God turn. But I know something happens in the presence of God when there is obedience in your life. Because this man, he's so unique. We'll just remind ourselves what he, what he did. In the present age, people have got so much education. And this education is spoiling. No, don't, I've not joined Boko Haram. I love education and that's why I'm a teacher. So don't say I'm criticizing education. People have adored education so much that everything you tell them, they must dissect it using their, what they have learned. Analyze it. Understand it first. And then now they can act. When this mind, not the inner this mind has understood, only then will they make a move. This is what make, marks out Abraham from the rest of us. This man, and questioning, he just, eh? I'm leaving. Okay. He did not question. Early in the morning, he took off. All he did, Lord, come here. You want to be blessed? Come. Took all his people and took off. In the present age, the following questions will be, Why? What is wrong with this place? 75 years of age, I am used to these people. Now I'm planning where to be buried. Where are you taking me? That will be the question. And that's why sometimes I really, I really thank God for those people who have courage to migrate. I'm, I'm being honest. Because when I go back home, the people I left there who are very close to me, sometimes we look at each other as strangers because of the years I've been staying outside. <laughs> so sometimes I fear if I go to a new country, all my age mates are established. What will I, how will I be sitting? There are not, in some of these countries you can't sit in a tree outside like in my country. Back at home, at least you have got a mango tree. You can put your stool there and look <laughs> at people as they live. They walk around the road. This man at 75 is being told, now migrate. The Canadian visa was not there. This was <laughs> the visa of <laughs> And the man just takes off and he starts walking. Brethren, that's great obedience. And that's why God attributed it to faith. Praise the Lord. It takes great faith and obedience for you just to take God at his, at his word. That he is going to take care of everything. I'm going. God bless you if you are of that spirit, brethren. God bless you mightily. That's what this man did and he went. All these questions, where to, will be there. How will I move? All other questions that will be coming in our minds 
And there are legitimate concerns for everybody. You just don't come in my house and say, Kenneth, I want you to leave. What? <laughs> Where? Why? Explain in not less than 500 words. What? You have got to be loaded with reasons to tell me. But obedience to God takes a new dimension. And that is what, why it explains the life of Abraham. It was not like our lives. It was unique. It was different completely. Praise the Lord. Because we see God providing protection for him. In chapter 12, verse 14, And it came to pass that when Abraham was come into Egypt, the Egyptians beheld the woman that she was fair. Praise the Lord. When people, the Egyptians wanted to mess up with the family of Abraham, God provided protection. Praise the Lord. Did, did Abraham pray over it? That Lord preserve me and my family. Did Abraham pray? He had just taken off and he went, he reached the place, then went further to Egypt. But because of the obedience he demonstrated to the word of God at the beginning, the canopy of his protection was all over him. Even the king who wanted just to lay hand on the wife, God caused him to have this uncomfortable experience. Praise the Lord. Because the man obeyed. God began to multiply him. In his uh, wealth. Because when he left, he had some livestock. But in Egypt, a foreign land, God begins to multiply. Praise the Lord. Because this man had trusted God, had believed that the word of God was true, and had acted on it in obedience, God opened the storehouses for him. He started blessing him mightily because he had believed and acted in obedience to his word. How I pray that we shall act that way. That each one of us will purpose in our hearts that, Lord, I want to begin to take you at your word and to act upon it. In chapter 13, verse 14, And when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, born in his own house, and 318, and pursued them into Dan. Praise the Lord. A man who is obedient is not vengeful. Praise the Lord. Because he knows that God has said forgive. And that if you don't forgive, it shall not be forgiven of you. Praise the Lord. Because he knows that God has said, if you are going to, to make your offering and you remember that there is something between you and somebody else, leave your offering there and go and correct your ways. Praise the Lord. So a man who is obedient to the voice of God, he will always be a forgiving person. As a teacher, I grew up under a very strong hand. Maybe some of you went through the same experience. I had a math teacher in primary. You know kuava, the kuava tree. You just eat it in Lulu, you have never climbed it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The kuava tree is very interesting. If you get a cane from it and let it uh, three days, eh, it lies there for three days, 
or you pass it over flame a bit, it doesn't get broken easily. So this math teacher knew that math was not a very good friend of most of us. But he forced us to love math. Even if you did not lie, I mean, you are not competent, but you, whenever he was in the class, you embraced mathematics very well. <laughs> the trick was very simple. On Friday, he would tell one boy who was smart in math, so that boy did not have any qualm, he did not mind. He would tell him, bring me cans which are about one centimeter thick and one meter long. And the boy would faithfully harvest those let them eh, take their shape, and then on Monday he would bring them. The teacher would just take one of those canes and put it in front of the class like this, without talking. Then he says, I'm explaining this, you will do the next ten questions. He explains one. Even if you did not, even if you were thinking of something else, whenever you saw that cane there, your mind was fixed on the teacher. We had to understand mathematics. Praise the Lord. But at least we learned something. We learned something that when you purpose that you want to get something from somebody, you will surely get it. Praise the Lord. So, we must learn to be forgiving. But when I grew up, I went to another country. And then I met students. They were misbehaving. And they had learned something from the United Nations Charter. First there was the human's right, and then there was the women's right, then there was the children's right. So they took all these clothes and clothed themselves with them. They would make noise, and the Kenneth in me was just saying, keep quiet, oh, my eyes red, the heart is... And one of them one day came and said, sir, cool down. The rate of breathing was, I had never seen such a thing in life, but now I understood I was in a foreign land. I said, if I can buy two tickets with this young man, the moment he lands in Jomo Kenyatta Airport, he will know what, what I'm made of. But God is telling us, cool down. Don't, don't fight. Abraham just cooled down before God. Praise the Lord. And God began to bless him. He was not the kind who was striving for things. All he did was to open his inner ears. And to listen to God. What is God telling me to do? The why, the where, the how, he did not bother. He who told me is faithful to make me understand what I'm supposed to do. He who has asked me to act is faithful to carry me through. And he will take off. Praise the Lord. Abraham did not hold virgins against Lot. He understood that some of these people must walk close to you as an obedient child of God in order to be blessed. Does it ever bother you? You find sometimes in the office, the people you have been sharing with, 
the gospel sometimes. So just who loves sitting close to you? You find that the ones being promoted. But in most cases we complain. But if we understood that you, because of you, that person is being promoted, we will learn to thank God. Because they have listened to good news from you. Their spirit, your spirit is ministering to them. And because of that, maybe they are able to do their work effectively. Praise the Lord. Lord was this kind. He benefited from his proximity to Abraham. Points to reflect upon. In Abraham's life, there was the unquestioning obedience, which God referred to as faith. And he called him the father of faith. The unquestioning obedience that is required of you and me. Just listen to God. And whatever He's telling you, act upon it. When you become obedient to God, you become a friend of God. At one time, God was agonizing whether not to tell Abraham as what he was about to do or whether to tell him. And he said, no, I must tell my friend. Praise the Lord. Because obedience had brought them so close, they had become bonded together in such a strong way. Your obedience will draw you close to God. It will open doors in your life that you have never understood. Just stop questioning. Stop asking so many questions. You can never understand the whole story. If God was to open the plans that he has for you, you will not accept. Do you know why? You will not accept. However good it is, you will not accept. I will explain to you. Because before you reach where you are going, there are always very difficult moments in between. And you must endure them fast for you to realize that blessing in your life. So what God tells you is, uh, you are here, but I want you to be there. When you obey, you start walking. Sometimes you are, are you sure we are still on the same path that you wanted me to go, Lord? In a very humble way. He says, yes, son. It is this experience that is going to prepare you for what I have set ahead for you. Praise the Lord. God opens wide the gates of heaven to bless you. Because of obedience. Now, Abraham was already blessed. I said, I highlighted the word nation, one nation. But as you continue reading the story of Abraham, God now has changed the tone. He begins to say, you will be a father of many nations. Sorry, I'm speaking Swahili. (laughs) What I'm trying to say is this. That God reaches a point, because of your obedience... He cannot restrain himself in releasing his blessings. When he started with one nation, somehow his tongue begins to say nations. Praise the Lord. And he begins to expand the blessings. As I say this, some people may think, I'm just talking about the material things here. Even in our spiritual life, I want us to focus on our spiritual life. Is it enough where we have reached? Is it all that we have wanted God to do in our lives? We have looked unto God, expecting God to do something in our lives better than what we are, where we are, to lift us to a new level. But the secret is, let's obey in what we have been given. And let's see the doors of blessings being opened into our lives. Praise the Lord. 
Abraham did that, he was blessed. An important thing is that of building relationship with us. That's the most major concern with God. That he may build a relationship with us based on obedience. Quickly, the, the Hebrew, Hebrew boys, in the book of Daniel, in chapter 1, the Bible says, Daniel purposed, he decided that he will not defile himself. Praise the Lord. Nobody laid hands on Daniel and said, now thou shalt not. Eh? But it was a decision, deliberate decision in his heart that I am not going to defile myself. Why? I want to be obedient to my God. And that is what he did. He lived by that decision. And as we read along, we begin to realize that God also honored that decision that he wants to obey God. By way of not defiling himself. Praise the Lord. In chapter 2 verse 20 and 23. Daniel goes back to God. And inquires from God. What he should do. That shows us. A heart that is obedient. You know some people once you have been blessed. Once something has happened in your life. The next thing is to take off. And start Sometimes I, I keep asking myself, God, did you just mean that I just remain in this position of teaching or there's something better? Because I really don't know where he wanted me to go. Did you want me to own a school or just to be a teacher employed? Every year going to ask, you see I've done a good job, how do you feel about it? Because some of these people are very hard on money. Praise the Lord. You have to flush them, their money out of the pockets using the prayer. <laughs> we have got to come in this church and pray. God, I want you to do something in my life this year financially. Then you see your employer come to you. Oh, we have thought we should give you something more on top of what you say. Because of the prayer. But I want to say this. That we can, God may have prepared better things than where we are. Spiritually. And materially. If only we begin to learn the secret of obedience. Praise the Lord. So Daniel was promoted. He became a very senior person. In that kingdom. And several other kings who took over. Inherited him. Praise the Lord. Because of God's favor upon his life. Points to reflect upon. In Daniel's life. Obedience to God. May invite persecution. Chapter 3. Verse 16 to 23. He had decided in chapter 1 to obey God. But he had to endure some experiences that were not very good. But because he had made a decision in his heart. That I will be obedient to God. He never looked back again. And God visited him in a mighty way. Because after that endurance. God opened a door to lift him up. Praise the Lord. And that is what I was saying. That sometimes God just shows you where you are and where you are going, but He does not reveal the path you are going to take. That path may be full of these persecutions, but blessed are they that endure to the end, for they shall be blessed. Praise the Lord. In chapter 3, verse 30, 
we see him being elevated because he has been obedient. He has been raised. Chapter 6, verse 16 to 23, we see God providing protection. God providing, providing protection. The man is being put in the den of lions, but still the Spirit of God is present there with him. Praise the Lord. Such are going to be the experiences that we are going to have. But God will be faithful to the end. Praise the Lord. The coordinator was saying some things here and I saw myself, my mind rushing back. The times will come when the church is going to face some hard and difficult times. But do not be worried because he has already overcome. Those were the words that were said here. Praise the Lord. These men were also going through similar experiences. But God had already a plan to set them free out of it. To use those experiences to bring about an about time in their lives. Praise the Lord. So let's cheer and be faithful to God. Because he who has started the good work in us will bring it to accomplishment. Obedience to God brings with it excellence. We see Daniel shining above all the rest. Because he has been appointed with three other people to oversee. But then he begins to shine, outshine them. Why? Because God's favor is upon his life. Praise the Lord. And finally we come to our Lord Jesus Christ. Something that interests me about our Lord is his degree of obedience. The first one is in Matthew 3, I think 17. Matthew 3.17 And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Now this voice is coming in response to one thing. Because Jesus came to be baptized by John, the Baptist. John was not ready to do so. But Jesus said, Suffer it to be so, that all righteousness may be fulfilled. Did Jesus really need to be baptized? But what brought him to be baptized? Obedience to the word of God. Praise the Lord. He humbled himself, went down the water, then came out. Praise the Lord. Then the second time, he humbles himself. Is also in, I mean, we see that voice, a similar voice coming out is in Matthew 17. Verse 5, while he yet spoke, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud, which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Praise the Lord. So this, God is speaking in recognition to the obedience that Jesus Christ has demonstrated. Brethren, if our Lord Jesus Christ was ready to obey how much more should we do so? This morning, I just want to urge each one of us 
let's reflect over our lives. There are many things that God is speaking to us. When I speak like this, people think I'm talking about sin. No. It could be just obeying Him in taking the next step in your faith. And we are saying, listen to that voice and act upon it. God will show you mighty things. Let's stand up, please. As we bow down, I just want us to reflect over our lives and begin to ask ourselves these questions. Have I really obeyed the voice of God to the extent He expects me to obey? Have I really listened to His voice? And God will begin to minister. Take your Bible. Take your Okay, take your Bibles and turn to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 7 and just read two verses. 24 Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And verse 26 But, again that word but, but everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Decide today, do you want to be called a wise man or do you want to be called a foolish man? You have heard the cry of God. It's all about obedience. And you decide whether you want to be called a wise man because Jesus Christ himself said it. He said, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and bet on that house and, and it did not fall for it was built on the rock. Do we want to be called wise? Do we want to be called foolish? Talk to God. Talk to God. You have heard God. This was clear. There is no paraphrasing this message. It's all about obedience. Ask God. Is your desire for status making you a loser? Is your pride holding you back? Ask yourself. How obedient are you to the word of God? Do you try to bribe God in your daily living? And are you comfortable in your laziness? Listen to God. The issue is listening, obeying God without question. What is God asking of you today? Talk to him. What is God, God asking of you today? Remember, it has nothing to do whether you like it or not. Just ask Him.
what is it he wants you to do stop questioning start obeying and and then allow god to bless you father we thank you this day lord father once again you have revealed your heart to us lord more than anything what you desire from us is obedience father god so often we have been a stubborn people a people who refuse to obey you completely break us lord father humble us lord father so that we will truly be obedient to every word of yours lord father father god i pray lord that we will not be selective in our obedience lord father but we will be complete in listening to you lord father father god it is not sacrifice that you desire of us it is obedience and you have told us that loud and clear this afternoon lord make us an obedient people father god continue lord to mold us into that kind of people you want us to be we just surrender ourselves to you lord take over lord take over lord father take the steering wheel let me just enjoy the drive lord we just come into your presence we thank you lord thank you father god for your servant whom you have used this day lord father through him you have brought your message to us loud and clear lord i pray lord that you will pour out your anointing upon him lord father that he will bring further words of wisdom to us bless him and his family lord we commit them into your hands thank you father god father i thank you for every one of us who's gathered here and i pray lord that today every one of us has heard your word our inner ear has been attentive and our inner mind will be obedient to you lord even as we step out and the weeks ahead pray lord that you will continue to minister unto us and help us to be truly obedient without question to you lord in jesus name we pray amen before we share the grace just like to mention that as you step out there will be bottles of bottles of water that are available you have been spiritually refreshed in this hall as you go out please be physically refreshed one of our brothers has uh, very kindly sponsored uh, the water that you are getting so please enjoy the physical refreshment as you step out let's share the grace may the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god the fellowship of the holy spirit be with us now and forevermore amen surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the lord forever and ever amen